kick it back old school. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to the official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network. We are the Little Big Cast. On today's show, Jeff continues to be a bad friend. Rachel nerd rages about video game clouds. Drew forgets that online games play online. And Journey is our indie game of the week. All that and more coming up on this episode, the fourth episode of the Little Big Cast. So as always, I'm Jeff Fox, and I'm your host for today. With me, as always, Drew Tyler. Good morning. And Rachel Hernandez. Hello. We're excited to get into uh, some stuff. A new, a new cast for the oh. day. A new uh, little big cast for the day. Feels real since we're so far into it. I mean, it's like fourth episode. Right. right. It's a big deal. Right. And uh, we are <laughs> recording a little bit late in the week. Uh, typically, we'd like to have a, an episode out by Tuesday. Uh, this week is going to be a little bit different because we have kind of a special little treat. For all you listeners out there, and for us, I guess, as well. Yeah, it's a treat for us. It's some kind of a treat. Uh, Later tonight, we're going to be live streaming uh, probably four to six hours of Outlast. I I hope we last that long. I know. I honestly hope we go that long. There's a good chance I'll fall asleep at hour three, um, (laughs) unless I'm too afraid to sleep. And either way, tonight, my dreams will be filled with nightmares of, like, decapitation and all kinds of weird things. But uh, I'm really excited about that. So today's going to be, our episode's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're going to go through, you know, what we've been playing as per usual. We're going to go through the news and new releases. And we're going to get into a new segment called Indie Game of the Week, where we're going to discuss, um, all of us are going to play a game, an indie title together, and get into it. But our topic section is actually going to be uh, clipped out of our live stream later this evening. So that'll be out tomorrow. Um, so we apologize for the delay on this week's episode, it'll be but worth we it. are. It'll totally be worth it. Yeah, it'll be worth it. We're ex- we're very excited to, very uh, to excited. sit down and play through Outlast. Uh, KT of the KT Data Network will be joining us, and we're super pumped. Um, so Drew, yes, why sir. You start us off, man. What have you been doing? Um, it's been a busy week since we have like a, you know a week and a half since the last one. So I've uh, of course been. Playing Journey because that's our indie game of the week. So we we'll right. talk about that. Exciting to we'll turn to that. that. Yep. Uh, I actually uh, stayed awake long enough to, to play Mass Effect Two. There we go. Applaud. Yeah. As you know, I'm a father with with kids, and so it, it goes you know several. after hours. Several. Yeah, several crazy. <laughs> There's not yeah. just one. Crazy kids. Uh, so also my wife was out of town, so I did get to catch up on a lot of gaming because I had all the <laughs> I had all the kids, but I had some time. So I played Mass Effect and, and stayed awake for it this time. So I got How many days did you play Mass Effect? Was it just the one? It was the one night, so I probably got two maybe three missions in. Like it, it's early. It's early, but I'm enjoying it. I, I like I like the story. I feel like I've caught up cuz of the uh, Dark Horse comic what they right. down, download whatever. So I, I feel like I'm caught up on it. It feels good. For some reason, I'm not totally satisfied with my my shepherd like, character design. Did I must have been. Change his face. Yeah, I totally changed his face, uh, and now I look see, like I, I Dan could... Martinez, like all, go- <laughs> but without any like without any fat, right? So I'm like a skinny Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just like watch it. I'm like, this isn't me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I spent like Can I spent I... like three hours, I think, the first time I played through okay. trying to figure out a face, and I was like. <laughs> Screw this! I'm just going. Normal, I did like ten minutes. Run of the mill shepherd. I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, so you didn't even do it. I after gave you... up. Yeah, I spent like three hours, and then I was like, I'm breaking this. Like, I'm going to see this guy. This this dude is laughably ugly. Oh, I'm going to see him throughout the game. I'm not going to be able to play it because so I'm going to be back. like, I'm going to be taken out of the game. 
See, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of there. Right? Like when it came up, uh, you know, on that first like vision or whatever, they wake up and they're staring, they're staring at him. And he's laying on the bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I was like, what "Kind of a mustache is that?" <laughs> he has like this tiny, tiny skinny mustache <laughs> and this darker complexion. I was like, "No, no, I did not." But I did, so that's been fun. You Sorry. Got dark complexion and a blonde, tiny mustache. I, I should have done blonde. It would have been funny. hilarious. This time it's just, it's just creepy. So then, other than that, we tried to play because I had the kids. We tried to play Infinity. Lost the disc somewhere. So by the way, you see my Infinity disc rolling around. Gotta find that. Yeah. In fact, it got lost with my wife's um, 30 days get ripped with Jillian. What's her name? Coincidence. My, right. Exactly. So I'm like, hmm. Mm. Video games and workout CDs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see we both like, I don't want to work out with you, so I'll hide it and she'll hide my game now. So uh, then they want to play Skylanders and our portal was broken, so I had to get in there and unscrew it and fix the portal so it could play that. So I, I try to play kids with, you know, kid games. But cool. anyway, great, great uh, time without without mom around. I, I binge. It was like, it was totally Mr. Mom. I ate sugar. I fed the kids processed food. We stayed up late. No moms, no rules. I a picture of like macaroni and cheese <laughs> and Smarties. kids and Smarties. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah. Oh, we we had a blast like five days. That, yeah, it was that. it was awesome. It was awesome. So that's where my gaming came in this week. Very cool. What about you, Rachel? Awesome. Um, I've been doing a few things. So I, I beat Journey. Actually, it didn't take as long as I expected it would. Yeah, I've been playing Poke. I've officially decided the two games I will just continually play for the rest of my life are Pokemon and Animal Crossing. I keep thinking. I keep really? thinking. Really? Seriously, I. Animal Crossing has been out since like the summer, and I still still have played it at least twice a week, and it's commitment. So, doing Wait, that is there a storyline, or are you just like oh, visit, it's no, you just <laughs> there's no storyline. You're just you have this. <laughs> so embarrassing. Like if there's gambling, I go back twice a week. <sighs> no, there's no gambling. You just have this town, and a new leaf. You're the mayor, and you have to water flowers and catch uh, fish, uh, and you can collect nuts. <laughs> talk to animals and collect f- their fruits, Jeff. Oh, sorry. Their fruits. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can go to the Put your hands island. off their nuts and just let them have their fruits. <laughs> it's the so, fruits. I apologize. <laughs> there's fruits and you have these little neighbors and I got a koala that moved into my town. He's pretty cute. And I also have a baboon. So it's exciting. <laughs> so is it something that Nintendo like updates to have a koala come into your town? It's, like is there an update? Like, oh, kind of like... I don't know, miniature DLC? So they're like, I want to say they're like... Mini DLC. Yeah, mini DLC. <laughs> New panda available. <laughs> right, that'd be so rad. No, <laughs> that would be rad. Okay, that's weird. So they're like 40 characters from a pool, and okay. then they just kind of like move into your town, move out of your town. But the game like continual plays itself. So it's like real life time. Okay. Right. So if you don't play, lifetime. that like your house becomes dirty. You get stuff, cockroaches right? in your house. What? You get weeds in your city. Your animals move out, and no, it, yeah. Okay, this makes sense. So it's like continually thing. So, so if you're not taking care of it, it becomes like I am legend. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much. So like when you play <laughs> it for the first time in a few edition. months, <laughs> like your hair is all messed up and stuff. So it's yeah, and then all of your animals call you out on it. They're like, where have you been for the past two years? Yeah. So like that's crazy. It's pretty weird. So what it's if cool. They, what if you left long enough, they turned into zombies? Ooh, that would be kind of cool. That would be. I would play Animal Crossing in that. Like you have these cute little animals that have just turned into zombies that like want to to eat you, and so you are kind of I am legend, and you have to like <laughs> collect all these ingredients and make a cure, and then like aerosol all of the different animals to like cure them, and then they're happy again. That would be, That'd a be fun kind of twist interesting. On the cute little rated E Animal Crossing. <laughs> There's a way to get a zombie face, and it's like if you reset it. it Erases your face. That was in the GameCube version. I don't know if that's in this one. But that's about it. That's as far as zombies go. Right. So I've been doing that. Um, I got a little bit further into Uncharted. Very cool. So I was doing that last night, early early in the morn. 
but that's so what do you think about Uncharted so far? It. Uncharted is really cool. Okay, so here's my thing about Naughty Dog games, is that they're just so seemingly beautiful. Like, there was a scene where I climbed up a waterfall, and the sun was, like, setting, and you could see it through the waterfall, and he just crouches down, and I was like, I need a picture of this. Right. I need to show the world how beautiful this they're is. Taking I'm, ta- I'm taking, like, scenic pictures, like, seriously, of my that's TV. Funny. And that's it's funny. it's so beautiful, and it, I can't believe how much, like, Now you're going to blow it up. Ever there is. on the wall. Right? And that's how, like, The Last of Us was, too. Like, when I went to Salt Lake City, and, like, you have the big old signs, and the clouds are always pretty, and it's It's, it's kind of shocking. Crazy. Wait, I, I, I you watched... go to Salt Lake in the game? Or are you talking Spoiler about... Dun, alert. dun, dun. <sighs> that sounds fun. Yeah. It's um, pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, like, the most beautiful scene in the entire game. Like, right? a lot of people cry when, when <laughs> they see it. I'm not so kidding. Um, just like the but, pioneers. Yeah, just like, yeah. But it's... What what Naughty Dog does is they. I, I watched an interview about uh, the Uncharted series, and what they were saying is like all of the games that are coming out right now that are like action adventure or shooter games, have very dark themes and very dark environments. And what we wanted to do was create a very vibrant environment. Interesting. Despite having dark themes, so like. Uncharted, the Uncharted series, and especially The Last of Us, go into some really dark places. Like, The Last of Us, far and away darker than Uncharted. But, like, Naughty Dog tries to balance that by giving you beautiful environments. So, like, even in The Last of Us, like, like you mentioned, you've got, you know, this horrible story where the world is falling apart, but, like, nature has kind of reclaimed what man has lost. And... It has its own beauty. Like, you have these busted-down cars and hotels and stuff, but you have these luscious green vines growing up the sides of them that, like, provide this contrast of, like, beauty and dark story that just works so well. I don't know, in my mind. No, I... I interrupted you. No, you're fine. That was twice today. I apologize, You know, it happens or something. So, like, yeah, it was really... I it am was... a jerk, though. I mean... <laughs> For the record, Jeffrey yeah. is a jerk. I skipped out on my friend's radio program <laughs> yeah, last week, and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still feeling guilty about that, so... So, it's, yeah, it's just really pretty, and I like it, and my camera roll is filled of just scenic pictures from video games. That's funny. Right. So, also, on the side, I finished the first season of Doctor Who, and I caught where uh, like the, the wind rises. Like the first first season? The, no, it wasn't old school season. It was the newer season episode series what's the who's who's the doctor it's so it changed once in the middle of the series no it's i finished the first season oh so it's like there was one doctor and then he spoiler spoiler alert he like he disappeared. So, so, so how long one. did it take you to like get into it? It's uh, a good question. I'm curious myself. <laughs> I'm still not necessarily like waiting to get into it because it was kind of weird at first. Because when I when I first heard about the series, I was like, all right, whatever, I'll watch it. British people and stuff like that. But uh, I was totally weirded out like episode four because there were aliens and there were weird things, and I was like, well, this is kind of not what I was expecting. At all. Right, that's how I felt. Right, I watched. <laughs> I think I watched it. four or five episodes, and I'm still like, I do. Like, I don't WTF. get it. Yeah, right. it's kind of weird, but it's like it's slowly. I hate Rose. I think is the thing too. I struggle with Rose as it's a character. I don't know. So I don't know. Hmm. Kind of. I'm just pushing through. I'm sure it will get better, but it will take a while. I feel like Doctor Who is something that I would have seen growing up on like a Saturday morning cartoon. Like it's kind of like a weird mix of like Mighty Max and I don't know, some kind of retarded Transformers. Like it, <laughs> it's so weird. It's, like it it's is weird. so flipping weird. There are some weird things that go on. Like, 
if you could have Crag from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the dude like with the right, brain in right, his belly, yes, yes. and then like a time traveling kid with a hat, and then some kind of eyeball Psychic alien in the, in the sky that has like a star around him, that's Doctor Who, and it just I don't get it. You, uh, I I want to because like people season? love it. No, well, yeah, ep- season one. You made so it through a season. I did it. And I'm sure it'll get better because, like, the first season always typically kind of it's character development essentially. So you know, even with Breaking Bad and like Dexter, like the first season's just like this is who this person is, this is who this person so is, what's, this is what so they do. So then, what's the like break time? Like, what at what point do you say I'm a Whovian. I'm giving up. This isn't getting better. I don't like, know. I've spent X amount of hours. Like, what's that? It's hour like one limit? of those games where you just keep putting quarters in, and, and you just trying. keep thinking that you're going to get something out of it. Yeah. And that's why all these people are so invested because they feel like they put so much time into it that they that's have true. to be Hoovians because they're not getting it yet. But they don't want to. I'm just therapying here. I don't think it's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just know. like I for me, like I've I've been recommended TV series. I've been recommended games, and like if I'm not into it within, I'll give it. Typically, I'll give it like four or five hours. But if I can't get into something in four or five hours, that is a lot of my time to be investing into something that I'm not enjoying. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. that's like typically my cutoff. I don't know. Mixed feelings. But I'm, of, kind I'm, of. I'm hoping and I'm glad that you like it because everyone says it's amazing. It's like, like I hear it's from so many people. That right. So that's great. what I heard too. It's just like weird right now, and it's like I said, just mixed feelings right now, and I'm just kind of waiting for that point where it's like awesome, because I know it will happen. Knock on wood, but. Yeah, just waiting. It's still kind of weird, and like, it was still just weird. And like I said, I just struggled with Rose, and she was a good portion of the first season. So mm. if I can do that, then I can do the rest of them, hopefully. Very cool. It doesn't help nice. that this, the episodes are like one hour long too. So yeah. I mean, when you invest, you're not investing in just like thirty, twenty minutes. You're investing. The the it's episode that I stopped at was the one. Um, they go back to World War Two, and they're working with Winston weird. Churchill, mm-hmm. and. Uh, well. Like to fight against Nazis, wow. but the Nazis have been kind of taken over by aliens and been uh, given yes. robots. And to battle them, Nazi, Nazi. yeah, and so to battle them, Winston Churchill has begun using this scientist who you later learn is actually like a cyborg half robot that has been designing robots for the British that are going to turn on them and take over the world. And I was like, <laughs> so it's I love weird. alternate histories. <laughs> I can't, this one's too alternate for me. Like, I just, I yeah, just couldn't get into it. That's okay. So hopefully I can, and I we'll hope see. So. We'll see. But yeah, that's what I've been doing and watching movies and fun stuff. Very cool. Yay. So I have been uh, still chipping away at Battlefield Four. I, I've seen, I've I seen every not, shot you've taken. Right. So. I, I, I did have not too. expect. Honestly, I did not expect to Utilize. to be into this game the way that I the way that I am. Like when I picked it up, I hadn't played like a military first person shooter in a long time. And I was like, you know what? There's nothing really out right now. This was, what, like mid-October mm-hmm. of last year? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's nothing really out right now. I'm just going to pick it up and try it out. And I did. And on the PS3, honestly, I didn't have that much fun playing it. Like, it, the, the lobbies are small. You just, you, I think it's like 12 versus 12 on, like, a conquest mode. But on the PS3, it's like 36 versus 36. And it is freaking awesome. Or, excuse me, the PS4. The fly, it's yeah, it's yeah, 36 yeah. versus 36. Platoons. And the fact that you can share your kills or share, like, your good shots or whatever is such a cool addition to the game. Like, I, 
I'd never thought I would be the guy that's like, oh, I'm going to share this cool video achieve, like video game achievement that I did. Never thought I was that guy. I love it. You're like, that guy. I, yeah. I take so much joy. Just from, a spam. <laughs> I take so much joy. What what like, Jeff's doing. Throwing those up and uh, like especially um, I, I played a game with my cousin the other day and he like, I was on top of a crane like 300 feet up in the air. And my cousin was on the opposite side of the map, and he marked, like, an enemy. Because in the game, you, like, if you see an enemy, you can mark them so that everybody can see it. And so it pulls out of a, a really tight view because he was looking through binoculars, and you see his hand point at the guy. And then from the crane up top, you see one of my missiles drop down and kill the dude. And it was so awesome. Like, when he shared that, I was so pumped. It's, it's totally... Totally ridiculous, and I totally recognize like how silly it is to be into that and to be sharing that stuff. But like, <laughs> Sony was right, man. Like people, like that is something that like is so much fun to share, and I, it's something that when they, you know, at E3 when they talked about the share capabilities of the PS4, I was like, that's cool. I'll never use it, but it's cool. And now I find myself like loving it. I think it's so much fun. Do you get reactions? Do you get people that love it? Like totally. Yeah, can we, you know, like, way to go, nice right. shot. They'll talk Amen. about it, or like, I'll call, I'll call my cousin even, or the people that I was playing with that day, and be like, dude, did you see that? That was sweet, huh? And like, yeah, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> we lived, we lived vicariously this right. life together. Yeah, right. so That's it's cute. it's a blast. Still worth it. Cute. cute. Yeah. So like, you guys are all out there shooting. Cute. cute. Look at you guys playing together. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, I think it's been great. Uh, still working on putting the platoon together. I think we've added a couple people now. Um, I don't know what else I've been doing. I've been uh, speed running through House of Cards. Finished ep- uh, season one late last week. I thought I'm, about getting into it. I'm halfway through season two. Man, it is a w- very well shot and filmed, and like just the story is is like gripping. It's it totally caught me by surprise, um, and especially my wife. My wife thought it was going to be garbage. She is not into like political thrillers at all. And it has totally consumed our, our TV time. <laughs> so, yeah, other than that, I've been enjoying a little bit of spring break. Um, right. And getting pumped for tonight's Outlast live stream. Yeah, it's going to be good. I should be swell. I've been really excited about that. And so hopefully we'll have a, uh, a good showing today. Hopefully we'll get a couple people here to play with us. And I think we'll have a crowd. I mean, when we said live streaming, they were like, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. We're playing out last. Oh, can I come? I'll yeah. be there. Can I play? And then, of course, I can remember it was probably Tyrone. Is there going to be food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll bring some food. Buddy. We'll bring some food. Yeah, so, um, you know, these are the things we're going to be discussing and uh, getting into later this afternoon. And we're going to jump right into news, everybody. <laughs> All right, it's Drew's News. Checking out number one. Make sure I pull it up here so I can read it. Jack steps down. This one coming from IGN. Sony's confirmed CEO Jack Tretton's exit from PlayStation in a press release recently. So the uh, network entertainment's executive vice president and chief operations guy, Sean Layden, is going to replace him. And this happens, like, in a month. So that'll happen, I believe they said March 31st. Tretton will step down and Layden will step in on April 1st. So... What are your thoughts on that? I mean, this guy has been there. The CEO has been there forever. 
Right. He's been there for 19 years, which is one year less than I've been alive. So Forever. <laughs> does that mean? Yeah, right? It so is your life. There's that. Um, congrats. He did. I, I feel like he did well. I mean, brought the company up, and he's kind of almost built it what it is. I kind of trust Layden doing this because he's been with Sony for 15 years, so that's still a as, no, was That's he, a long time. He was as at well. like original PlayStation, PlayStation yeah. Two. Yeah. Three, oh yeah. So it's so he's been there almost just as long as um, the other guy. Yeah. yeah. So I think it'll be okay. So I would just say this: like I, I think it's kind of. I was surprised. I'll, I'll start with that. Like I was, it totally came as a surprise to me. Um, this guy, you know, I don't know a ton about Jack, Jack Trenton, but I've seen him on uh, like. Greg Miller has a show on IGN that he does um, up at noon that I saw Jack Trenton on, and then I've seen him at a number of different, um, you know, conventions and, like, E3s and stuff. And he was my favorite part of last year's E3. Like, when they came out and he was talking about how um, the PlayStation 4 won't have DRM and that you can share games, and everyone stood up and was, like, cheering, like, the smirk on that dude's face, like... I, I laughed out loud when that happened. Like, his, like, little grin, like, oh, we just crushed Microsoft. Like, you could tell and you knew that, like, he was, he was a guy that, that I think understood what brings people to gaming. Like, he understands um, and has a passion for gaming that I think is vital in someone who is running a gaming company, right? Like, right. I think very more than, often... More than a business guy. Right. He wasn't just a business guy. And and Sony has that on a number of different levels. Like, Shuhei Yoshida is is the same way. He's a guy that will hop on Twitter and have conversations with gamers and answer questions and shows, you know, screen caps of the games that he's playing. And so I, I hope that his... Uh, that Layden, his replacement, comes in with that same kind of enthusiasm and is someone who can make players feel like what they're saying is being heard, make them feel like what they're saying is relevant because Jack Trenton did. He, like, that's what he did. He made people feel like, yeah, I'm one of you. Like, granted, I'm probably more successful than most of you, but I'm one of you. Let's figure out a way to make PlayStation the best that we can. And the truth is, like, I think the PlayStation 4 is kind of testament to that. Like, the, the improvements that were made over the PlayStation 3, the approach to the release of the right, PlayStation right, 4, like, kind of big deal. all of those things were executed nearly perfect. And so, you know, I I hope that whatever he does in the future... Yeah, that's the question. Can, I mean, he's not like... It's not like retirement. This isn't like an old man. It's, this guy's... This guy stepped down. Young, and that's, stepped, that's why I'm... Mutual agreement that they decided to part ways. Right, and that's what I don't understand why? because you typically don't see that when a system is doing very well. Right. Unless something was going on maybe before the PlayStation 4, and he said, listen, if the launch goes well, I'm gone. So you guys can keep running. I'd right. Be chase, I, I'd I will help through the launch. I will help you guys get up and going. I don't. So I don't know. I don't want to speculate and, and you know. I'm sure there's plenty of speculation out there. I'd love to, I'd love to see what people are saying. Like, what, yeah. what, I love to speculate. All right, let's go on. Number two. This one called Movie Time. I think we'll like this one. From the hey. website called The Sixth Axis, Screen Gems just announced that The Last of Us will be getting its own movie treatment. Script being written by Naughty Dog's own Neil Druckmann. And the game director, Bruce Straley, and co-president, Evan Wills, and Christopher Ballester will, um, will be there to help produce the adaptation. So The Last of Us will be made into a movie. Directed by Sam, is it Raimi? Sam Raimi. Right, so he's done Spider-Man and several others. Evil Dead films. The latest Oz. I watched Army of Darkness. Yeah, right? I mean, this can... This could be great. 
So anyway, uh, sounds like a good a good thing. I, a lot of people love right. the last of us. Like you said, you love the pictures, the scenery. It was awesome. So I think it's going to be really cool, like put into a movie. I think it's like essentially already a movie. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it's, you know, cool. And I'm stoked that he's directing it because like he's helped produce like The Grudge and The Messengers and The Possession. And he did The Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. He, he's done with that. So like with his background, I think that the Last of Us will be more of a horror movie and a scary type of feel, right. and I think that's spot on. So I'm really excited for it. I am too. I I wonder though, like, what story is going to be told? Like, are we going to retell Joel and Ellie's story? Know. Because I feel like but you I don't feel like he could improve on that story in a movie. Right. Like, I had 16 hours with Joel and Ellie, and I f- I fell in love with those characters. Like. Those characters were real to me and very well realized. And so um, the thought of going through that again in two hours with two new people while playing the same character, but you'd you'd be seeing two new faces, right? Um, This is is an interesting thought. So I don't don't know how I feel about it. Like, on the one hand, I would love to have a movie in that world. Like, you know, Joel and Ellie weren't the only people surviving in this world. and maybe it's a story that happens after the end of the game, The Last of Us. But even if you do that, then what happens with the next game? Because they have to make another game. Like, it was a best-selling right, right. PlayStation console game. Maybe it's like a one Like, PlayStation 3 console game ever. So it, there's no chance that they're not going to make a sequel down the line. Right. So the so question where it, then becomes, the like, in? where does the movie fit in? Yeah. What story is it going to tell? Because I don't think that they can... I don't think that they could go away from, you know, the Joel and Ellie storyline unless they didn't call it The Last of Us. Like, it could still totally happen in that world. Um, but if they stick with The Last of Us and they stick with Joel and Ellie, I don't know, what like, what kind of story could they tell that you feel like would benefit from the games without taking anything from the games? That That would be my big question i guess concern well since you kind of mentioned that that makes me wonder if they're gonna pull a whole world war z on us so they're just gonna take the name essentially and then just create a whole different create script. a whole different i would think that with naughty dog similar. and with, with the guys that wrote the script for the original you know for the game I, I, there's got to be some co- cohesiveness there since they're pulling in you know so many guys from the actual team that made yeah. the game they're aware of the back end they 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 know that world and maybe they have stories that they wish they could have told inside well the game. there and there are several that I've I've heard people talk about wishing that had been explored more in the game The Last of Us, and some of them actually speculated that there would be, like, rather than the uh, Left Behind DLC that came out, there were a number of people that were speculating that they would get into Ish's story. So Ish is a character that, um, when this whole thing happens in The Last of Us, he actually escapes out to sea, and as his um, ship runs out of right. fuel, comes back, and they live in the sewers. And so you find kind of the, the remains of kind of a civilization that he had put together and survivors, a group of survivors that he had helped establish like this colony and survive. And you go and you're finding notes that they've left for each other. And like you, you see what happened to this small little group. And I think that would be like a fascinating yeah, story to get into. I bet that's what it would be. There's, a, there's stories to be, said, right. to be told. For sure. So I think there'll be more flashbacks and stuff too. Like when you find the note and the students thing, I think that that, Joel will find it out, and then it'll be like flashback. This is what happened. Not only that, but I think it'll be more character development. So I feel like they can elaborate more on Joel. So something will happen. It'll be again like flashback to why he feels this way, or and I think they'll leave Ellie a mystery because that's what Ellie is. Well, and we um, kind of. I mean, with Joel, even the the only backstory you get on Joel is that his daughter dies. 
Like you don't literally. That's you it. don't see what happens um, with him and is it Tess, right? Him and Tess. You don't as see it, like as me. It, you don't see. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see that. Right. I think that you could get into a lot more of that. So I think I think it's really exciting. And I, and then again, if <laughs> like I trust uh, I trust these guys, and so it's hard it's hard to not be excited when Neil Druckmann's in charge. Like, right. Right. Neil gonna... Druckmann was the creative director for The Last of Us. He's, he's a dude that was able to realize like this incredible vision that he had for a game, and, and I can get behind that. Yeah, and Rachel will be taking pictures of the screen in right. the movie theater. Well, I was going to say, I told my friends about this, and they're like, we should just go hang out in Salt Lake for the next month and try and get into it. Because if they, they'd film here, so I mean, <laughs> they'd have to, right? So that's awesome. That's their mission. Perfect. All right, let's push forward. Number three, uh, Titanfall Two. We talked about this a little bit. Titanfall Two? Question mark. Cross platform? Question mark. So this one coming from Crave Online and some other places. An analyst has been talking and saying that because of the way things have gone down with this, you know, next gen launch, that um, we probably most likely will be seeing Titanfall Two cross platform. Right. That makes sense. L. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. kind of been said since the first or second week of the new console's relaunch, uh, launch. Like I, even I, before Titanfall yeah. came out, which just recently. Yeah, this is back in November. I yeah. I remember seeing uh, some of the people from uh, Respawn talking about how like, yeah, Titanfall Two won't be an exclusive. Sorry, I interrupted. That's what I do. We should no. just have a Jeff interruption count. <laughs> right, we should. That's, that's, what it, that's exactly ding, what it was. Ding, ding. That's exactly what it was. So when when they launched, they had the next gens come out. In fact. Uh, the stuff that I was reading, the analysts and others were basically saying that when they announced the price for the X-Bone, they were like, hey, everybody EA was like, oh, well, whoa, because they had locked themselves into that, thinking that Microsoft was going to take it Do in the well. next battle, yeah. right? And so as soon as they announced the pricing and said, this is 500 bucks, everybody EA just went, whoa. Well, I think that's <laughs> like why you saw... They had the uh, the bundled package, right? With Titanfall and yeah. the, the and Xbox the One, price and they dropped. Bit, yeah. They basically said, "Hey, it's still five hundred bucks, but you're also getting Titanfall now." I wonder if EA was like in on that. Was like, "Listen, you screwed us. We 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 married ourselves to a sinking ship. Please right. let us have this." Right. I, I don't know, but it has it has done well. I mean, people are loving the game. Everybody better. in my feed yeah. is like, "Titanfall is happening," and they're all excited to play. Yeah. So it's the hype is there, but I, the yeah. Most Can you imagine the hype coming. if it was cross-platform? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's yep. crazy to me that EA signed off on that deal. And, yeah. and like well, the, they, the fact they, that... We're hoping. Yeah. And I, shot in the dark. <coughs> I, think I, get, I get why they did it. Like They were like, hey, you know, I, I'm sure that Microsoft approached them and said, hey, we are the Call of Duty console. Like, we are the console of Call of Duty. And that's true. They have been in the past. Um but I, I thought it was interesting. The title of the title of the article was "Titanfall 2 won't be an Xbox exclusive." Former e- EA CEO thought Microsoft would kick Sony's butt next gen. Like that shocks me more than almost anything else because the like from the announcements of the consoles to E3 to the launch was a fiasco for right, Microsoft. Right. And if you paid any attention to your target audience and to the market in general. You but could absolutely see they were shacked up before those those announcements came out, right? I mean, true. that's I don't they, know. they were probably locked into that and saying that okay, we're going to give you this. No, yeah, property you're probably right. I think I think I recall seeing I think I recall seeing a video for uh, Titanfall at E3 that uh, that first E3 last year, right, where they said 
it was an exclusive. So you're probably right. It was probably something that said, before all of these, yeah. And so when when EA sitting back there and knowing that they're you know they got a pony in the ring, and then all of a sudden they start putting out the information. It's going to be this much. It's going to have this, and then they, the DRM, everything else. They were just like, oh man, why are you screwing us? Yeah. So that's the, and in fact they even mentioned so far as like there's a good chance that nobody is going to to do this you know third party exclusive stuff again. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense to. Right. I don't. I don't as. You know, for as big a company as EA is, they can't afford to right. not be That's selling the games. Entire market. And and yeah. what's what's scary is that when a game that is as big and should be as as popular and selling as as heavily as I think Titanfall would cross platform. They just. Cut. I mean, the reality is like they just cut their sales by yeah. honestly Millions. three quarters. Yep. Like. Yep. Because the PlayStation Four, by far, far and away. Did you see how quickly you did that math, by the way. I should tell your instructors how quickly. I, I mean, that's a beautiful math. It was just spot Teacher on. Drew coming out. But <laughs> You're I mean, totally right. You're totally they, right. They totally slashed their potential earnings, and that's, I think, unfortunate, but also, I think, hopefully serves as a lesson. Like, if you're. If you're EA, if you're Ubisoft, like, making exclusives at this point doesn't make sense. Yep. Like, if you're a Sony owned company, well, sure, if yeah. you're Naughty Dog, if you're a Sucker Punch, duh. Right, right. Right. And that's one of the things that Sony has done incredibly well is they've purchased these really talented, smaller studios that can put out stuff exclusively for them. But for someone who's just a, a publisher, does not make sense. Right. Put it in every platform you have. So uh, that's, I'm wondering if they didn't take the, like, the Titanfall team and were like, okay, um, I know we're talking about a sequel and things are going well, but could you step that up by a year? I right. mean, like, seriously, that we just ate it in the shorts. We need some more money. So if you want to just double yeah. speed that. Yeah, anyway. Um, agreed. I, I, uh, I'm interested in Titanfall. And the truth is, I don't, think, I don't think that the lack of Titanfall, at first I was concerned. I was like, man, not having Titanfall is going to be a pain in the butt. Like, and, I, and I expected to be like, really upset that I don't have it to play because I, I thought it looked amazing and I still do like and it's getting rave reviews right right but I'm like well I've got infamous in a week and a half right, so yeah, must, yeah. I'll survive yeah <laughs> we should we should do a night where we just bring in uh, an Xbox one and play Titanfall just to get a fix and be like yeah we you know, should. like we just, all just get together and be like this is the the forbidden fruit we did it. It. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we didn't buy the console unless it's really good it and in. then I'm like now I need one. Let's push forward. Number four, HBO Go on PS3. HBO Go, the app just finally hit PS- PS3. They announced it in January. They've been talking about it. So you have a little app now to watch all your HBO shows. Um, so what's that? True Detective, Boardwalk Empire, Game of Thrones. Um, the, all that kind of stuff is now available on your PlayStation 3. Not 4, 3. Right, which is what I found interesting because it's like, well, we'll develop something for the PlayStation 4 eventually, but it's like they prioritize the PlayStation 3, which is kind of cool. So, I'm, I'm okay. I, right? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, a lot of question I don't marks. I think it's a big deal. I think, yeah, there's um, a, lot of, a lot of people are just like, wait, why did they, why'd they go with the 3 and not the 4? We need the 4. We bought the 4. We should be, you know, I think because there's, first. what, 50 million right. PS3 users right. out there. And so, it makes for sense. HBO, HBO isn't Sony yeah. owned. Like, that's, they're... They have nothing to do with Sony. They're trying to make money. Yep. If you're trying to make money, you go with the people that have 50 million consoles, not the company that not the, the not the console US. that has six, six million. million. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. so, as as a streaming service, totally makes sense. Like it's a little annoying, but right. So I don't have HBO. Sense. So you basically have to have a subscription cable subscription to HBO before you can have HBO. Right, and that's so I noticed that that's too. That's crazy like, to nah. me. Like the mm-hmm. and I think that that's like one of the frustrating things that still exist in that market is like. HBO's hands are kind of like they're handcuffed to the Comcast okay, yeah. into yep. the Dish networks. And if they could figure out a subscription, like a monthly subscription-based thing that was totally separate from 
the Comcast and the the Dish networks, oh, they would be huge. It would be just like Netflix. They, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's got to be something in play where they're not allowed to do that because without honestly, if that were to happen, most I think cable subscribers would bounce. That exactly because the only reason that At people point, even have cable anymore really is either number one they don't know about Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> Or number two, they to want. Too. Or number two, they want HBO and Showtime. Right, right, and and they have to go up so many levels to add that, so or add many. so much more extra right. money. It's to a get ton. That. So, like they're yeah. paying. I agree. I would. They put end five up paying like a hundred and something yeah. bucks a month so that yeah. they can watch Showtime and and HBO. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, if it was I can watch all of those shows at two bucks a pop yep. as they come out through the PlayStation Network. I can watch it through Amazon yep. Prime. I just found, by the way, this is totally like more me geekiness. Uh, this thing called Hit Bliss. That lets you, because I, I, I don't watch TV, TV. I, just, I have right. it, I don't watch it. I don't have a DVR. Uh, most of the shows are on when my kids are still up, so we don't watch it. So one that we got into was Once. It was good. It was all right. Once, Once, Once Upon a Time, okay. yeah, like yeah, th- yeah. third season. So uh, we'd always watch it the next day on the ABC app and have to watch like a dozen commercials spread out. And I'm like, right. you know, it's a day after. Why are you still trying to monetize me? So Hit Bliss came out recently. It's kind of a little startup that lets you watch those commercials like in a binge. You binge oh, really? watch commercials to earn money to then go purchase your Amazon Prime or your Amazon rentals. Wow. So this weekend, I sat down and while the kids were out playing in the yard. I did like 10 minutes of watching Liberty Mutual commercials. Do you have to be there to interact with them or yeah. could you just turn you on have, and play no, through? No, you have to play. So if you turn your volume down, this is totally a tangent. If you turn your volume down to a certain level, it'll like pop up and be like, we'll play again when you turn your volume back up. Oh. <laughs> and if you, and every minute and a half or so minute, you uh, have to hit the enter key or click on a smiley face to say I'm still watching. But with, I mean, really... I don't mind sitting there for ten minutes, you know, watching commercials. Yeah. Because and and I get to choose Better how much they know about me. An episode broken up, right? Right. And the reason why is if, if you go and watch like movies on Hulu or other um, movies that are broken up with commercials, they put commercials in the middle of like full on. This is meant to be an immersive experience, and right. you cut me up every totally. five minutes. So anyway, I found it wonderful. Um, I made like six dollars, you know, dollars in ten minutes. That's awesome. And then you know, sat down with my wife, pulled it up on the PS3, and just watched it on my Amazon account. And it was oh like, wow! It was free. So I, I, there's a lot of stuff on there. It has a lot, has more than Hulu and Netflix. It's kind of like a combo. Yeah. And you pay for your ads before you watch. Anyway, that's cool. Totally a side note. Look it up. So so <laughs> so that's separate though from Prime. So you can watch you're, yeah you have shows that actually pay. Yes. Yes. Wow. So cool. like once all the seasons are like two dollars an episode, and I would never pay a dollar ninety nine to watch. I'd rather sit through the commercials. That's how I watch it. Homeland season three then. Right, and I just went in and was like, here's, "Here's my, you know, here's my account," and I watched like four or five commercials, knowing that we were gonna watch once last night because we missed the. She's been out of town. We mm-hmm. missed the the, re, the return. Anyway, so there you are, tangent. But d- it makes sense. I, I mean, there's a whole discussion there to be had about monetizing and advertising, and absolutely fits into this as well. But let's finish up our news with one quick last one since cool. we're pushing like 40 minutes here. Which people love us, so they're sticking around. Right. And, it's in, and we strive to be a conversational podcast. And we like do. This can go any direction it's, that we want it, it to, and, and it has, and that's cool. I think that's, it's all good. I think that's important. <laughs> Listen, so we're good. This one, this one is probably... Deal this, with it. <laughs> this last one's going to probably take some time to discuss in the coming days, but GDC is just days away. Yep. Um, the, the Game Developer Conference. Uh, I kind of went Monday? in... Um, yeah, Monday. Yeah. Four days. Yeah, so it's... 
it's coming. And this is what was interesting. I went through, obviously, from the PlayStation side of things. Sony's going to have all sorts of dev tools they're going to be talking about. They're going to have their programmers, producers, technology specialists, all these experts talking about their games and what they do. So it's a really cool behind-the-curtain look at everything. So I went through and looked at all the stuff that's listed for the, for the conference, and it seemed like to me... Well, I'll give you a couple of them. Visual effects of Infamous Second Son. So they're doing a whole session on the visual effects. Context-aware character dialogue system. So something that's going to discuss more in depth about you know, dialogue systems. And then I started seeing uh, one that you'd love, Rachel. Moving the heavens. An artistic and technical look at the skies of The Last of Us. Right, though? Right? I'm just an entire such a cloud session junkie. about I'll... clouds in The Last of Us. Oh, there was so much time put into it. And just... if you go through, there's like lots and lots of panels about The Last of Us because, granted, it was a great, great game. It did really well with the awards. And so it just was really surprising that you go through that list. Did any caught your eye? Did you see um, lots of Last of Us? Well, so I think the first uh, big sponsored session is where I expect that they'll talk about the, the VR headset. It's true, we've we talked about that for weeks about. leading up to this, yeah. for sure, yeah. So that's driving the future of innovation at Sony Computer Entertainment. I think that that's where it's going to happen. Um, the whole thing, like... And that's not till Tuesday. Gamers, gamers typically, on forums and whatever else, like, they, they hear about GDC and they think that this is a place where, like, new games are going right. to be no, no, revealed. No. And that, you have to understand, like, that's not what happens here. This, this is the tech behind. Right. This is the tech behind. This is what allows you to have amazing games. Like These are the, the innovations that will create games in the future right, that, the that are more immersive, that look better, that um, yeah. capitalize on the power of the PlayStation 4. You've got to be a certain kind of geek to get into this. Stuff. Right. But this is, this is like the core. Like This is the foundation of the games that will be released at E3. Like. Yep. Your your big game news and and they could always do that. I mean, they could always be like, "Hey, we're going to reveal a new game at GDC this year." They could do that. It's unlikely, but they could do it. Um, cuz I mean, the crowd is the developer, right? right. This is the people that are like making games for Sony and, and understanding that. So. Yeah, and so while while this is not like a games forum, they're talking about the technologies that will create new and interesting games. Yeah. And so that's... And the technologies that have, like, the skies of The Last of Us. Here's how we did it. I'm totally. You go through the whole list. You got the casting of shadows in The Last of Us, the sound design of The Last of Us, <laughs> the liquid effects of surface tension in The Last of Us. Like, these are full-on half-hour-to-hour, like, sessions. Right, I, and, and, if you, cool. and as you hear these things, like, the liquid effects of The Last of Us, I think back and I think about, like, Joel swimming through the water and getting planks for Ellie to, so to awesome. ride on them, like how good the water looked and how good right. the environment right. works. Like, it's worth a session. And the, and the human AI, like The Last of Us, human AI, like human enemy AI. Like the AI in The Last of Us was fantastic, right? Like, totally was. It, was. it was some of the best like enemy AI for like, the non-playable characters that, that I've seen in a game. And so it makes sense that these are the things that they'd be talking about because truly The Last of Us was like, I think two or three years ahead of everything else that came out last year in terms of like technicality and like visually, like you can't compare anything on the PlayStation three to the last of us visually. Like it is stunning what they were able to achieve on, you know, the last gen console. And so if you can take that, like, and that's why I'm so excited to see what they can do on the PS4 because they so mastered the, the hardware of the PS3, that if they can get that same level of mastery with the PS4, oh, yeah. we're going to see some crazy stuff yeah. in the next couple of years. I'm just, I mean, I, 
seems to be like you have to attend San Francisco. Like you got to be there for this. I don't know if they're streaming any of these sessions or if it's just gonna be, somebody's going to be live tweeting it. I think they stream them. They might and stream. I, I, I'm these, seeing... There are some here that would just be a blast to just sit in and listen for a half hour on, yeah. on the clouds, right? right? So, I don't know. I'm not sure about that part. But uh, lots and lots going on there. And that, my friends... Is the news very cool so we talked a little bit actually a lot of bit today about uh, the last of us but if i were looking for something coming out in the next week two weeks month uh, yeah rachel could you help me out that of course perfect as always. i'm gonna toss it over to you then well let's go let's let's do this some releases oh there it just oh Okay. We just shut it down. Just locked, locked itself. Okay. So um, on March 18th, Final Fantasy X Remastered is coming out, also along with Metal Gear Solid Ground Zero. So X has Remastered. had reviews come out for it already? Has it? Yeah, the remastered edition. It's got like 9.3s and 9.5s yeah. and stuff, so it looks oh, wow. really good. Ten was amazing, though. That's what I've heard. So yeah, Final Fantasy X Remastered. Great reviews, Gordon. According to Jeff, so. Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, um, so that's for March 18th. March 21st, Infamous Second Son. Um, that's it for that one. March 25th is kind of a big day. So we have Blaz Blue Chrono Plant Plantasma, which that's is a, a 2D fighting game. So I looked into it. Very cool. Um, Bioshock Infinite, Barrel at Sea, Episode 2. Uh, Cabela's Big Game Hunter. Pro Hunts. Drew's all in. I am waiting for right. that one. I saw that <laughs> and I was like, whoa, Cabela's doing a game? Big game awesome. Hunter. You can thank Activision for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Deception 4, Blood Ties. This is the producer of Fatal Frame and it will be a strategy game. Um, I don't, that, yeah. It's always um, weird to me when games come out with like Deception 4. I'm like, I didn't hear about the last three at all. 3, 2, 1? <laughs> like, right. Never heard about those. Me either. And then The Witch and the Hundredth Night. It's an action game. And then Fez, which will be a platforming game um, developed by Polytron. And Fez. Fez. And they we jump on like hat to hat to hat. You know. Grab the tassel swinging around. I'm thinking it's, I forgot the name of the character, but it's Gomez. I want to say it's like Dan Gomez. And I'm, I want to say it's going to be similar to like Minecraft, I think. Isn't the creator oh. of this guy, yeah, so this it is an indie game. Isn't this the guy that like threw a fit on Twitter and was like, I'm never creating another game again. Oh, no, that was no Flappy idea. Bird. No, no, no. <laughs> that well, that yeah, that did too. happen did with Flappy Bird too. But I, I want to say that the owner was like, or the creator was like, I'm never making another game. You guys are all jerks. Like, kind of threw an internet fit because of internet trolls. Oh, wow. trolls. Yeah. Um, they're out there. Everybody, everybody knows they're out there. Yeah, Phil Fish. Yep, that that's who it was. So Phil Fish was the uh, the game designer, and he he kind of threw a fit. I, you know, What's it's a game do? that's been successful though. So. I don't imagine he won't keep creating games. I think he was pissed and just went off. Cried about it. So um, I've heard Fez is supposed to be really good, though, like a really good indie game. So maybe that's something we could look into in the future as yes. far as uh, indie game of the week goes. So yes. speaking of indie game of the week, that's those are all that I have for the month of March. And then April roll in soon. Start we'll, spitting yes. some of those out. There's something to look forward to. Talk. Cool. So uh, indie game of the week is going to be a new section that we're going to try and do um, every week. You know, if it's a bigger indie game, we may take two weeks to play through it, and we'll kind of break it down each week. But this is going to be a segment that you're going to see from now on. And this week's indie game of the week is Journey. It's a, it's a game by That Game Company. That's actually the name that game of the company? game company is That Game Company. Um, and prior to getting into it, I kind of want to read the, uh, the description of it that shows up. 
on Journey's website, and I'm getting like a ton of group messages. Mr. From Popular. Zach Cipriano. How about you quit texting me doing a show? Because it pops <laughs> up apo- on my computer. Real, oh, does it? Because yeah. he was apologizing for opening the door during the oh, show. So That's all. Apologizing for interrupting by interrupting. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. I, I totally texted him back already. I was like, no worries. We're cool. Jeff doesn't hate you. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so it says, Any th- enter the world of Journey, the third game from acclaimed direct developers, that game company, and presented by SCEA Santa Monica Studios. Journey is an interactive parable, an anonymous online adventure to experience a person's life passage and their intersections with others. You awake alone and surrounded by miles of burning, sprawling desert and soon discover the looming mountaintop, which is your goal. Faced with rolling sand dudes, dunes, not dudes, sand dunes. age-old runes. <laughs> You'd take some pictures of that, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. Age-old dudes. Uh, caves and howling winds, your passage will not be an easy one. The goal is to end on the mountaintop, but the experience is discovering who you are, what this place is, and what your purpose is. Uh, travel and explore this ancient, mysterious world alone or with a stranger you meet along the way. Soar above the ruins and glide across the sands as you discover the secrets of a forgotten civilization. Featuring stunning visuals, haunting music... Unique gameplay, Journey delivers an experience like none other. Aww. And I would have to say that I like totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. So what so, do you guys think? Um, I'll go first. So one thing that can make me a sucker besides like pretty clouds in a video game. There were some clouds. Yeah. There were. No. Um, soundtracks. I love the yeah. soundtrack. And that's what was so important about this one. Like every time you hit a little note, it would just ding, ding, ding. And it was just cute. It was just pretty. And I liked it's, it. It was very cute. Here's the girl aspect of it. Oh. It was really pretty. Was so, nice. yeah, and that, like that. And it was just, I don't know. I really, one thing that I was kind of bummed out about was because there weren't enough creatures, I feel like. Because I wanted to see more creatures, like giant yes. stone dragons and little cloth ribbon jellyfish. That was so cool. But I think that's all there was. So I wanted more creative, fun little guys to, like, jump on. But, yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Yes, I, I enjoyed it as well, and I, I think that was one of my favorite parts, was seeing those kind of unique, like, I mean, the whole thing is very, like, almost like magic carpet. Right? right? Yeah. That's exactly what it was, so too, and it was awesome. I would love to see more of those. I also love that, you know, after the first, I don't know, probably half hour, 40 minutes or so, playing in the in the dirt, and it was fun to watch the dirt kind of fly away, right down the hills. I'd yeah. hand it over to my kids, and they would basically just hike up a hill to come sliding back down again, so there was kind of some fun there. But I love that eventually it got into... Um, Blue sand, mm-hmm. right? The water ish, and then this, and then the snow. Like I love, I love just kind nighttime of and moving through those particles. Yeah. So there was a, there was a lot of fun for me there. Cool. So I, you know, I I love this game. I've played through it several times, and the truth is, like, I honestly feel like every time I've played through it has been a totally unique experience. Um, the first time that I played through it, I think I played with two or three other uh, people as we went through, so they'd come and go as as we oh, played. Right, right, yeah. Um, the second time I played through with the same person the entire game, and when I did, this person met up with me in the very first part of the game, and he had a white robe on, and I was like, how the crap did this guy get a white robe? This is crazy. And as we played, he would like, because in the game, you, can, you can't talk to each other, but you can create this like musical chime. So let you know where the people are. I would like tab it and I'd be like, ding, 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 ding. right. Yeah. And so you you chime to keep in touch with people. And so he would head off in a direction. I'd be like, where is this dude going? But he'd be chiming at me. I was like, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go with him. We're gonna we're gonna do this together. And he took me, and we found every glyph throughout the entire game. And at the end of the game, when you do that and you collect all the get glyphs, 
you gain that white robe. And what that white robe does is it allows you to regenerate your own, um, your own like scarf. So you've got this long scarf that grows as you collect glyphs. Wait, wait, wait. So please don't think I'm retarded, but the guy that you find and play is not an AI? Like that guy that like, no. walks around with you is somebody else That's playing? That's a real person What? Playing. What? Hey, I didn't yeah. know that either. This, That's a real did you person. find anybody and play with them? Yeah, I found a couple people, but I just thought they were there to help you out throughout the game. That's what I thought. It was just some sort of AI, and I was like, uh, it's like a guy, like a ghost in like, like uh, Luigi. Now I feel like a turd, because I wasn't. You didn't realize. <laughs> and that's an, ah! Oops. Mind Sorry. Below. Wait, it's, a, it's another player. So it's an actual player. It's, it didn't ask me if I wanted to play with anybody. Play this game, the entire time, it's, this is an online game. How did I not? Weird. This is an, I was wondering always, why you kept saying online. This is an always online game. And so as you play through, people enter your journey, and it's, you're totally anonymous until you get to the end of the game and go through the credits, and then it'll say, you went on this journey with this, 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 and this person. Really? And so going through it with this guy who had already had his white clothes. get it now. Helped me get his, and uh, so I was so recharging my... Yeah, so now when I go glyphs. through, I try to help people collect the glyphs because wow. having that white robe... There's a whole new level. I just can, right? Wow. Like having that white robe, I can recharge myself, right. so I fly everywhere. Like I don't have to hike up hills anymore. Like I just yeah, fly yeah. up to the top of them, it, and, it, and it creates like a whole new... Like having that white robe, this was like my fourth playthrough, I think, and... Honestly, I, I sat my three-year-old next to me, and she played through everything. Like, I told her what direction to head, but, right, like, right. I didn't have to worry about her running out of, uh, you know, the, the ability to fly. It wasn't something she had to recharge. And so she was just going around, and, like, she loved that, you know, you find these old, decrepit, uh, like, frozen, solid, or, like, stiff um, fabrics that right, right. you bring to Slides. life <laughs> with that musical note that you, that you put out. And what I, what I love more than anything else about this game, and, and I, w I wish I would have told you that this was an online game. Yeah, that I didn't click in I my head. Was, I thought it was just another, like, I just thought certain player. parts of the game, just someone else would come and do if stuff with you. Yeah, if you're lost, somebody will <laughs> come that's find what, you. That's, that's what, what I thought so it was, too. That's what's beautiful about this huh. game is that people connect with each other without Knowing. language, without mannerisms, without any, like... You literally, like, you find this stranger in the desert that you can't communicate with, and for whatever reason, you're able to work together to achieve something. And they I probably think, think that I is was... Such, yeah, me too. That's what I, I feel like it... I think that's such an incredible <laughs> I idea. I got hit by the stone dragon so many that. times. That is amazing. Yeah, you're right. Pro they probably think that I'm absolutely retarded. They probably... Yeah, that's probably why like, they this love. This jerk, <laughs> I can't help you. Come over here. <laughs> wow. Oops. But you're right. That is a fantastic I But that's idea. cool. And here... Uh, now and I get the title of the game. <laughs> makes more sense. I, I mean, I read your show notes like on this, and I and I and I read it, and I was like, oh, that's yeah, neat, fun, and and I thought about my experience and how I ran around with you know a guy or two, but and and then the communication part of it, but to realize that that was another player somewhere. Changes. It was yes. trying to was, like, was we worked was together, probably, we did well, and it was fast. And I, probably I was going to say fast. like he was probably like trying to communicate like. Come here, come like, here. Do you know, this, he's, he's here. putting out these tones, and you're ignoring him. And he's like, "I'm trying to help." You. I would tone back, but it would be like, you know, like <laughs> I would just, rapid I would just sing <laughs> back, yeah, like this is cool. And I, uh, I like, there was one time when it when it was running up these, you know, running up the fabrics from like getting higher and higher uh -huh. up these like pedestals, and then it jumped off the end, and I was like, "I've got to see where he landed," because I thought it was a, like a ghost like guide. Like this uh -huh. is the way you go. This is the track. So I ran and jumped, and as I was flying and saying like, "Oh, I'm going to land over there." I saw he f was down on the ground, and I was like, 
wait a minute, this is obviously where I need to go, but the AI just landed on the ground. All right, I'll, I'll jump down and run around with him. And so we landed, and he ran back around and ran up. And it didn't even dawn on me that that was somebody that just missed the jump. I cannot believe this. I, I, <laughs> Drew gets right. mind blown. I'm going back to play again. <laughs> I'm totally going back to play again. Because I did. I, I would hand the controller to my little girl and let her run around, and she liked to surf down the hills and play with things. And then I'd ask her, I'd be like, hey, is our friend around anywhere? Do we lose him? I don't know. Like, you know, because <laughs> I was thinking, okay, I let her play, and when I need to move on, I'll go find this guy, and right. he'll show me the right way, thinking that that guy will be around all the time. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's a that's a real person playing. Well, and so... Um, and, what a unique game structure then. Not right. just the idea that it's like, you know, no voice, no, no story per se, but that it is an anonymous partner. Right. <sighs> totally. And and that... Weird. Wow, that's what I mean, like, when I say that this game is totally unique and, like, such an achievement. Yeah. Is that, you know, the, the level where you go down and you meet that big, like, dragon, sand dragon thing that comes out and, like, initially kills you? Uh-huh. When I played uh-huh. through with the white robe dude, like, he went, he went in and took a hard left and was, like frantically hitting that note like Come you need like it, it felt urgent to me like the way that he was doing it like it felt like yeah i need to go with him because i'd already played through and i remembered that the dragon was there right but he took me on a path that i wasn't attacked like i didn't get hit by this dragon so i didn't lose the rope that you know yeah, we had I, just spent i totally lost it like 45 yeah, I did minutes too. building yeah. mine was tiny and so it it became i don't know you like, had like that's a, that's what's so great about it a journey what do you call it? Like a Sherpa of sorts. Like, yeah. right? I mean, you had a guy that was leading you through with yeah, from all beginning knowledge. Yeah, through the whole thing. Yeah, it was fantastic. And it, you should um, probably like watch the credits, see what his name was, and get that tattooed somewhere. Send him a thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks That's for the journey, bud. Thanks, Thanks for the white robe. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. So what was, your, what was your favorite part? Like, was there, was there a single part that really stood out to you as like... Yeah, when I was like, this dumb AI doesn't know where he was. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, for me, I, I absolutely loved the um, part where you're, you're in the, the cylinder-type tube and you're raising up to the top. And, okay. it, and like every, everywhere you go, you're... And if you fall below it, you can just recharge in the... Like, right, like the soup, the primordial below, yeah. soup that lets you like float up and then you just kind of raise that water soup. Uh-huh. Like you'd raise it up as you went up. That was one of my favorites because I really en- enjoyed like just... Getting the, from one Yeah, the, gro- the growth of that stuff. Yeah, totally. I, uh, that was one of my favorites. I think mine was towards the end, or if not, it was the end. It was just like when you're in that snowstorm and you're just crawling up and you just slowly get slower and slower and slower. And I was getting frustrated because I was like, am I supposed to even be going this right, way right. at this and giant hill? your scarf hill? is like freezing yep. right? solid and like you can't, like you try to make sounds and it's muffled and like, yeah. And then you fall on your die and, I, and you you fall and I was expecting to like for it to take me back and it was no. And then these people are surrounding you and it's all glowy and pretty and it was just, it was like, ah, oh, I did do the right thing. So <sighs> it was just... Cool. I liked it. That's what I liked. My, my kids, when I'd let them play, I'd have to tell them where to go. Uh-huh. So every time I'd just be like, aim for the volcano. <laughs> like, you know, the big the big yeah. mountain. And that's what we called it, the volcano. And so one would, uh, we started one night and then she came home from school. She was like, you know, did you play Journey some more? I was like, yeah, we, we made it all the way to the volcano. And she was so mad because she didn't get to, like, see any progress because yeah. it was always so far in the distance. But now, I, yeah. Wow. See, my my favorite is still I can't get over this. My wow. favorite is when you uh, you come out of the thing and you land, and I I can remember the music coming out of it. I'm not going to try and recreate it here, but like do, 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 when do, you do, land do. and you start like actually surfing down the entire, right. it's like the really yeah. fast scene where you try to like 
It's almost uh, like slaloming. They have a, yeah, it's almost like you're it's surfing like or like snowboarding down the snow. Yeah, aren't there like like ruins like Stonehenge so style? There are arches that, that you if you get, if you get under all of them, uh, you unlock like a gold achievement um, of actually like a gold trophy. Yes, I thought I thought there um, must be something like that. But there are glyphs throughout that entire thing that I never knew existed until I went with that other guy. Oh. And he was like jumping and flying around and so while you're while you're like. Yeah. Propelled forward While on the you're downhill run. Forward, you're jumping wow. around and c- gathering these glyphs. But every time that I've played through it, that has been something that, without fail, like has taken my breath away. As as oh, especially when you turn, so like, there's a point where you turn left and you're actually going from the right side of the screen down to the left, and you can see buildings passing you by as you're like surfing this way. I'm saying this way and showing things yes. with my hands <laughs> this way. that you people can't see. But um, it. Like the sand looks like gold, you know, and yes. you have this beautiful sunset in the background. Yeah. And without fail, every time I've played it, it is it is really like taking my breath away. And you know, Journey won multiple awards for this game, several Game of the Year awards. And and I want to list some of these before we wrap up. Um, so it in, it won or was nominated for best score soundtrack for visual media at the 2013 Grammy Awards, which I think is wow. pretty cool. Yeah, that's so. At the Grammys, you had a video game nominated for best, for best uh, visual media, That's cool. which is pretty cool. That's really best cool. soundtrack for visual media. Um, but at the Dice Awards, which are the, the largest, um, arguably the largest video games awards, next to maybe like what Spike TV's VGAs, which have kind of become a joke recently. <laughs> right, right. But the Dice Awards, um, let's see here, it, was, it won eight awards. Um, and it was the most honors received of the night. They included Game of the Year, Outstanding Outstanding Innovation in Gaming, Casual Game of the Year, Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, Outstanding <laughs> Achievement in Online Gameplay, Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition, and Outstanding Achievement in Sound Design. Uh, it was additionally nominated for Downloadable Game of the Year, Outstanding Achievement in Gameplay Engineering, and out- Outstanding Achievement in Story. And so that... That shows, I think, rightly so, really like the the strength of this title, and so I think it's check it out. Safe to say that all of us here, the yeah, big yeah. cast, highly recommend. Oh, yeah. um, highly recommend Journey uh, playthrough with a friend. You won't know who they are, and you can't link up with your friends. Yeah, and now That's you know. Now you know like that it's totally anonymous. Like somebody was there. No wonder he was like getting frozen in the snow every ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking that why why would they have somebody that's like stuck in the snow that and, I have to like, and, wake up? And that's the thing is if you're in the, especially if you're in the snow with each other, doing those big loud tones warm each other up, and so you move a little bit faster when you. I heard I was thinking I was helping the computer because you're it was like, so hurry. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I cannot believe this. Yeah, so we highly recommend that. Yep. Um, we would love for you to stay tuned for another little bit. Apparently, this is going to be a much longer show than what we expected. We should split off that one into a separate tonight's tonight's ordeal should be like it's separate entity. Oh, and just have this wrap. Yeah, I mean, we're where are we at? One hour. Like, one hour. Oh my yeah. gosh. So yeah. we should probably just be. So like, this will be. A, who needs a topics? Show. So Jonas said like four point two. <laughs> yeah, we'll right. uh, we'll have a second segment then of Outlast. Uh, that you Yay! can look forward to later video this week ver- as well. Video version so, as well, which is the whole ver- point. Yeah. Like, so look for that. Um, and yeah, that's stay it. classy. Stay classy, San Diego. This has been uh, another episode, the fourth, right? Fourth Yay! episode of the Little Big Cast. Yep. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. If you have any questions, anything you want us to discuss, uh, email us at littlebigcast at ktdata.net. You can find us on Twitter at littlebigcast. And uh, you can find us on our individual Twitters on there too. So once again, I am Jeff Hawks. You can find me at Jeff Hawks on Twitter. I'm Drew Tyler at night20, K-N-I-T-E-2-0. Then I'm Rachel but mine's at Pirate Rachel, except the pirate has a three. But it's, com- it's complicated. It's a little complicated, but you can find You're, it if you yeah. go through either of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deal. And, and on the little big cast, I think we list all of us. So. Very cool. Thanks for tuning in, guys and gals and people. You're right. And androids and robots. And Cyborgs. Huvians. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Adios.